Welcome to the Stop Talking Shit Podcast. The real music is coming up next. So let's start with first, what is this podcast about? And then we will introduce ourselves. Iman, tell us a bit about what this podcast is about. So the Stop Talking Shit podcast was born out of the desire of two local naturopaths wanting to bust some myths and talk about some nutrition information that we often see online, but don't always have the capacity to cover and debunk um, in a, a longer format and in an environment that suits both of us. So we started this podcast to fill that gap um, in our community and provide you guys evidence-based, reliable information about a range of different topics that are trending online, but also topics relevant to our areas of interest and niches um, that we'd like to provide more information and insight about from a professional uh, perspective. That's great. It's a bit about your qualifications and what makes you qualified to talk about this. Sure. So Miriam and I actually studied naturopathy together quite a few years ago. Um, so I graduated from Bachelor of Health Science in naturopathy at Endeavour College in 2019. And uh, after that, I went on to complete a graduate certificate of human nutrition at Deakin University. So I'm also a qualified nutritionist, which is very exciting. Um, I did embark on a master's of acupuncture this year, but now I've had to defer. So that's something that's in the works. Um, but yeah, I guess continuing professional education is really important to me and something that I, um, anticipate I'll continue to do for the rest of my time. So at the moment I am currently working in clinical practice. I previously did a lot of work in the retail space. So I used to work in health food stores. Um, I managed a health food store in Melbourne's East during COVID, which was um, part of the inspo of uh, where, where the inspiration was born for sort of myth busting and um, debunking a lot of the misinformation that was out there about health. I think we can all agree that a lot of misinformation was born during that time um, and was spreading very quickly during that time. And so, yeah, that's where a lot of my um, sort of community experience comes from. I've also worked in pharmacy. Um, but I'm honing in a little bit more on clinical practice at the moment. And my areas of interest, uh, would most definitely be, uh, women's health. Um, so within that, uh, things like PCOS, fertility, um, PMS, um, postnatal, uh, being and, um, pregnancy, and also, um, supporting and working with people that are neurodiverse. So ADHD is a special interest area. Uh, and niche of mine at the moment. Um, and I also do a lot of work with other bits and pieces like allergies and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm sort of doing at the moment. Miriam, would you like to tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your qualifications and what your sort of interests are? Absolutely. By the time I started studying, I was already a mother of two. So I started with my dip two in nursing and that was pretty much just after I got um, separated. I completed that and then I kind of did not like the limitations of nursing and I wanted to do something in more of the medical space but I guess at that time being a single mum I was going through custody issues and 
divorce proceedings and whatnot. Uh, medicine was like far out of the picture for me. So the next best thing was sort of like doing a Bachelor of Health Science. So I thought, um, let me embark on that journey, completed my Bachelor of Health Science. And then I went on to complete my honours in the gut microbiome. By that stage, I had uh, fallen pregnant <laughs> with my third child. So I completed that pretty much soon after his birth. Um, and it was a fascinating study. It's a beautiful space, awesome space. You learn so much in the gut microbiome. It is endless and that space is just growing. So if you ever want to get into something and you don't know what it is to get into in terms of extra study, studying the microbiome is absolutely fascinating. It's just, it's a growing space and it's only going to get more and more fascinating. So my, my honors project was basically about a new drug on the market and how it impacted the gut microbiome inflammatory bowel disease. So, um, yeah, for me, my health journey, I guess, started young. Um, I grew up with a very health conscious mother. Um, I guess you can call her a health fanatic. She moved us to a farm. We grew up on a farm where we pretty much milked our own cows, our own goats, slaughtered our own meat, um, you know, pretty much self-sufficient for the most part. So my mom, my mom really wanted that holistic lifestyle for us, was very, very uh, making her own bread, butter and, and all the rest. Um, so it was kind of already in my system, that health consciousness. And so as I grew up, I sort of just progressed into that. And as I became a mother myself, I adopted a lot of those similar, a similar mindset around food. Now, I guess where the shift started to happen for me was, um, it got to a point where if it wasn't organic, I just felt wrong eating it. I couldn't eat it. And so I was actually not eating fruits and vegetables if I couldn't source them organically and eggs and milk. And so I was going without, and then I had to question myself as to, okay, why, why am I doing that? Is it really, am I really harming myself if I'm not having it organically grown and, you know, locally sourced and, and whatnot. So I had to do a lot of unbrain, well, yeah, unbrainwashing, we could say that, um, in that regard, especially as a health student, your mind is very almost um it's very linear you're following a sort of progression uh, as to uh or sort of the the your fellow um students around you same sort of mindset around food and the food industry uh the food industry obviously very ne negative very much demonized um, meat industry very much demonized dairy industry very much demonized that was the culture at university and when i graduated um, i started to move away from that space and one thing that really helped was um, my current husband works in production so he gets to see the manufacturing companies these food industries that make your food that can vegetables that meat dairy cheese absolutely everything and when I got to actually see the other side versus the books that I used to read against the food industry, demonizing the food industry, I just used to, it was a lot of unbrainwashing, un, um, unlearning with regards to these types of industries and breaking down the products and what goes into them really helped me to have a clear perspective on what is actually healthy for you and what's not and what actually, what these products actually do versus what that we've been told that they do. So seeing it firsthand, um, 
it completely changed my mindset. So I started to move away from that field of, you know, vaccination is bad, uh, organics food, you have to have organics food, you know, veganism, meat industry is bad, dairy industry is bad. I started to move away from that and I started to embrace that, you know, companies dedicate a lot of time to putting in quality products and I'm not saying all, yes, it is warranted in some aspects, it is warranted in some areas of um, the food industry, others it is not, uh, into their products. So um, yeah, I had a big mindset shift around the food industry. The other thing I guess that helped me was also the fact that I, growing up on a farm, I mean, we used to own a, a, a um, we ran a rabbit farm basically. Um, this is my mum's, my mum was an entrepreneur, um, ran her own business and we used to sell to the abattoirs every week. We would, every weekend we would go to other farms, dairy farms, getting fresh milk, um, like we would, you're surrounded by the farming community. You get to see firsthand how they work, how they function. And thus, I guess for me, when um, veganism came out at university, it was such a big thing. And I was probably the, one of the only ones that sort of stood out that wasn't on board with that in demonizing the meat industry. I'm like, no, I've seen dairy farms. Um, that's not how they treat their cows. I know how well they actually treat their cows. It's the complete opposite. Um and I know the meat industry, I've seen the meat industry, I've been in it and I've seen how that works as well. So, so for me as a professional, I wanted to have a more, more balanced approach a more wholesome approach and really understand why I was thinking the way I was thinking and why I was, I guess, implementing some of the things I was implementing. Um, thanks for sharing that, Mariam. It's so interesting that we both have such a similar approach and a mindset around um, health and especially diet. And I think for me, um, you obviously grew up with, you know, a lot of, uh, information around health. So that was sort of, um, a bit of the sort of the baseline foundation for you. And then going out into the real world, you learn differently. And I think I can resonate with that in a way, you know, there was some things that we might've learned at uni about particular food groups or about particular approaches to managing certain health conditions. And then when we got, got out into the real world and actually started doing research. And for me, it was also mixing with other health professionals from other backgrounds. I think um, for me, that change definitely happened during COVID. Um, as I mentioned earlier, when I was working in retail, um, that's when I think the the, the, the birth of um, rapid misinformation um, was uh, huge and felt very, I felt compelled to, you know, t uh, to learn more and understand the science better and be able to communicate to our community um, around how to navigate some of this information, but also I'm really grateful for some of the connections that I made online during that time because um, I did uh, expose myself to accounts from different medical backgrounds and even nutrition professionals from the dietetic space and um, just looking at different views and opinions and looking at the research and the rationale behind those views, I really started in your own bias. Exactly, exactly. And I think that that was a huge part of the transformation for me because I would look at somebody's content and I would reflect and ask myself, well, why do you believe um, X, Y, Z about this particular food? Or why do you believe that, for example, um, you know, X thing is harmful? Do you remember when at uni, what the health documentary came out and the buzz around that at university? Oh, there were so many of them though. There was like, what the health? There were so many different docos. And um, yeah, I think I think it's easy for us to take, you know, what we learned during university as gospel, 
Yeah. And then when you do go out into the real world, you mix with other health professionals, you start seeing real life clients. Um, you realize that that information doesn't always translate, but also that information is not always necessarily evidence-based. And extra study going through mainstream universities yeah. creates that. Yes. And I think see things differently. Exactly. And I think it's so important to challenge your own beliefs on certain things when it does come to health and to ask yourself truly, um, you know, why do I practice this particular way? Or And am I just repeating what I learned? Am I growing? Is my knowledge growing? Am I looking at literature to support my bias? Yeah. Or am I actually looking at literature exactly. to support the fat yeah. and to give a holistic view? Exactly. Which for me is t- entirely unethical to say, oh, well, this is my belief and this is the book. The, this is what evidence I have to support it versus, okay, let's really hash out the literature yeah. and see if my bias is true or not mm. or if there's more to it. And I think it's through making our own mistakes as well. Like there were so many times that I might have shared stuff and some of my colleagues um, from different backgrounds would reach out and say, hey, you know, this thing that you shared actually isn't necessarily accurate. You know, I looked at the study and it doesn't actually conclude to these results that this post is actually sharing. And just situations like that, that I, I was happy to take on board because, you know, we're not perfect. Um, even as health professionals, sometimes we're privy to um, the wrong information because we might believe certain things spread by certain practitioners or certain pages. So, um, yeah, I think through all of this, it's important to take everything you see online with a grain of salt. Um, but also to there's there's certain things to look out for when looking at information online and you know Miriam and I important building that trust yes with the practitioner for sure you know they you feel like they're they're giving you valuable information and not just what you want to hear and not necessarily selling you a solution to everything that's that's created um, but I think that's um, you know our intention with this podcast is to. Um, talk about a range of different topics. Um, we, we would love to also hear from you guys about topics that you guys are interested in, questions, ideas, um, to give us inspiration in terms of, you know, uh, what we might further explore. But we're, we're really excited to do more in this space. And just to connect a little bit more with you guys on a personal level, I think on Instagram, it's always bite-sized, like sh- short videos, short content. And sometimes we do need a little bit more time to kind of delve into um, the research and literature around certain topics. Yeah. Um, but we might have to do that in a little Instagram post. 100%, 100%. And, you know, if we might have some episodes where we bring on other guests and we interview others as well about um, different areas of their expertise. Um, we're all about growing. Growth mindset, growing. So feedback is really important to us. Um, and, yeah, hearing from other people is important to us. Exactly. So... Thank you for tuning in. If you've made it this far, we are so excited to bring you more in this space. Um, If you are a fan, like, subscribe, um, share with your friends, family and loved ones. And we can't wait to see you in episode two, which will be dropping very soon. What's it going to be about? It's a secret. It's a secret. You're just going to have to wait for around. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to follow us on our socials. So you can find us on Instagram at the STS podcast where we'll be posting little snippets of our chats and also updates on what you can expect further in this space that's a wrap for now have an amazing week and we'll catch you soon